Welcome to Cover to Cover, a podcast featuring musical conversations about an album or song which has changed and enhanced someone's life. I am your host, songwriter Matt Targa. We humans connect with the presence of music in our own unique way. As an artist, a concert goer, through our headphones or as something that simply lives in our everyday background. Our guest today comes to us from Alexandria, Virginia, by way of Mooresville, North Carolina, just outside of Raleigh. He is one Wes Tucker of the band Wes Tucker and the Skillets. Wes is also a patent examiner, a lover of North Carolina State Wolfpack basketball, and he's also working up some new songs. He is also a Game of Thrones head. He's also currently re-watching all of 30 Rock, and Wes has started watching new episodes of Better Call Saul. Wes Tucker and his band, The Skillets, have been making music together in the greater Washington, D.C. area for over a decade now. The Washington Post described The Skillets' live performance as a showcase of solid songwriting and tight instrumentation in musical styles ranging from funk to groove-based R&B to soulful, jam-based ballads. The band's eclectic sound draws comparisons to genre-bending artists like Ben Harper and Wilco, and they have built a following on the strength of their live performances all over the region. They've been regulars on the summer festival circuit, and they've shared stages with acts such as Trampled by Turtles and the Hackensaw Boys. 2018, which wasn't very long ago, saw the release of the band's fifth studio album titled Get It Right, which is now available on vinyl. Get It Right was recorded at the Brink in Virginia by producer Mike Reyna, who is currently on tour, running sound for recent Grammy-winning artist known as The War on Drugs. Their fourth studio album, Afterlands, was produced by Grammy Award-winning engineer Matt Shane and featured special guest Roseanne Cash on backing vocals for The Skillets' own track, Oncoming Train. For our conversation today, we will be discussing Ben Harper's second album titled Fight for Your Mind. Fight for Your Mind was recorded somewhere near Los Angeles, and it was produced by Ben and his manager, J.P. Plunier, and Bob Stee Koch, and it was also mastered by Eddie Schreier. Fight for Your Mind was released in August 1995 on Virgin Records. So without further ado, let's welcome Wes Tucker to the program today. Wes Tucker, it's uh, so good to hear from you. Thanks for uh, making some time to uh, call into the program today. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Matt. All right. We are going to be talking about Ben Harper's Fight for Your Mind. And uh, this, I believe, is the last record of his before he brought the innocent criminals properly into the fold. Um, What inspired you to choose this record from Ben Harper? Um, uh, First, I was like a huge influence on me musically. Made me, um, you know, want to write songs, want to sing songs. This is his like second album, and uh, my introduction to him was I saw him open for Pearl Jam when I was like 16, and then um, I was like, "Who is this dude? He's like sitting down and playing like Stevie Wonder Superstition on like slide guitar." Um, and then I came home from the concert and found out like the next day that my neighbor like had his first two CDs, 
He was like, oh, yeah, I can lend you those CDs. And, of course, I took them, never gave them back. <laughs> Shout out to Mike Oliver. Thanks for those CDs. Um, yeah, and uh, I was just blown away by um, by his musicianship and kind of like songwriting and stuff. It, it's probably safe to assume that Ben Harper is the lead singer of his own project. It's not like a Santana type of situation where it falls under the auspices of his name, but there's a different lead vocalist. Can you tell our listeners, you know, who some of the additional players are that are featured on this record? Yeah, so you mentioned it was like the first record before he started going by the Innocent Criminals, but the guys playing on the record actually are the Innocent Criminals. It's uh, Oliver Charles on drums, Juan Nelson on bass, which is like probably my all-time favorite bass player, and then Leon Mobley on percussion. Um, was also That was the lineup they had at the show that I saw. I just thought it was cool that they were basically a power trio with a percussionist. It was, it was badass. <laughs> Killer, yeah. So you talked about uh, seeing Ben Harper for the first time open for Pearl Jam and, like, who is this guy? Um, it was in 1996, 95, so, okay. <laughs> you know, pre-internet, pre, like, you know, there was no way to, like, do research about him other than, like, hey, have you heard of this dude? You know, talking to your friends, and luckily my neighbor had his CD, so that that was a good find. <laughs> Definitely. Word of mouth is, you know, is still kind of the all-powerful way of discovering music on, on so many levels, having that yeah. instant credibility with a friend or fellow musician or, or, or however it works out. Um, you know, this feels like, you know, a, a question to ask. Um, because this is his second record, do you think that this was – kind of a continuum of a sound that he was working on, or do you think this was kind of a little bit of a departure from that first record of his? I, I think it was a continuation. The first one was Welcome to the Cruel World, so I got them both at the same time. And okay. I was Welcome to the Cruel World, which was great. Um, and maybe even, like, it might be a little bit slower than Fight for Your Mind. Fight for Your Mind, like, he, you know, there's some rockers on there. Um, uh-huh. You know, I think he was, uh, you know, started out as a guy with an acoustic guitar, and then got a band and, and plugged in uh, and started making some more noise. Not unlike a Dylan or, you know. Wes, what are some of your favorite tracks on Fight for Your Mind? Do you like to go track by track, or would you like to pick out a couple of individual ones that really, you know, really have stuck with you over the course of time? Uh, I mean, I love the whole record, but there's 14 <laughs> tracks. so <laughs> We can go as deep as you'd like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it starts off, I, we can go track by track. We don't have to say a lot about every one of them. Okay. Um, oppression starts off, and it's like, it's a pretty chill intro. It's a very, like, Bob Marley-esque reggae vibe and pretty acoustic. And then, like, by track two, just, like, tears into, like, a rocker on uh, Ground on Down. And he's playing lap slide. Um, actually, Weisenborn, which is acoustic lap slide, which I, you know, of course, never heard of before this, before encountering Ben Harbour. And mm-hmm. you know it's a it's an acoustic guitar and it's hollow all the way through the neck, so it's like this it's got like this crazy resonance. And it's like a, a Hawaiian thing. I think Weisenborn is a German guy who invented it, but it's used in Hawaiian music until um, uh, Ben Harper is uh, his grandparents own a, um, a folk music instrument store in Claremont, California. So he's like got this kind of folk music pedigree. Um, but of course, he took this Weisenborn, um, this hollow, lap slide guitar, 
plugged in all kinds of distortion and gets like amazing tone and it's just pretty unique. Yeah. So and a track two is like a good introduction to to that sound. There was a black and white video that was produced for this probably right around the same time, nineteen ninety six. Um and it's been sitting down with his Weisenborn acoustic slide guitar and yeah. he's in the middle of a skate park. Yeah. And, you know, I was trying to figure out, you know, if one of those skateboarders happens to be one of uh, one of his compadres in the Innocent Criminals or if it's, you know, some stuntman, but it's just really cool, like, seeing him kind of nestled inside, you know, yeah. the, the, whole, in a pool. the whole park. Yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine they spent a ton of money on that. <laughs> Yeah. It's like sit in this pool and these guys are going to skate around you. Yeah, and he's got like these really cool pigtails too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, it's like, who is this guy? He does. Uh, we are talking with Wes Tucker here on Cover to Cover with Matt Tarka, specifically about Ben Harper's For Your Mind. And uh, talk a little bit about Ground on Down. We've mentioned repression. And uh, track after Ground on Down is, uh, you know, Ben Harper's, got a little bit more of a whispering vocal here. And uh, I don't know, when I first heard this, Wes, the first artist that came to mind for some reason was Nick Drake. Yeah, totally. You know, he, he's lamenting the loss of a love interest. There's you know some incompat- incompatibility here at play. And uh, the song is called Another Lonely Day. Um, what do you think about this song? I mean, it's a, it's a great, I mean, it's like a simple ballad, seemingly simple ballad, and it's like a classic in his set till now, you know. 10, yeah. 20 years later, however long this has been going on. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. But, it's a, but yeah, it's a staple of his, like, you know, in his live show, he'll do, like, you know, the first set is a rock and full band set, and he'll just take a break and come out and play, like, five or six songs acoustic. Mm-hmm. And, like, Another Lonely Day is probably one of the, like, most played um, songs during the acoustic set. It's just him and a guitar, and it just, it works. I mean, <laughs> yeah. It's crazy that like he you know plays this rock and set and then like comes out to play some acoustic stuff and still holds the attention of the audience like everyone's completely you know wrapped to to watch him play the, these songs. It's and that's amazing. I mean that song's a classic song. I can remember, you know, learning the guitar and learning to play that song. <laughs> ah. Do you, does this find its way into your set list every once in a while when you're either playing solo or out with the skillets? I think we did. I think I used to do another lonely day, like at open mic nights and stuff. I haven't played it in a while. It's a great song. Yeah, definitely. After another, I've been lonely... asked to play. Uh, sorry, I've been asked to play like no. some of his songs at my friend's wedding. Another yeah. lonely day is not appropriate for a wedding song, but <laughs> I did. I did like um, not fire, not ice, uh, forever. There's some some more appropriate wedding tunes of his that I've done. <laughs> Yeah, another lonely day probably gets crossed out yeah. <laughs> for weddings. But the same same kind of vibe, same uh, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so following um, uh, another lonely day, we have a song called "Please Like You Want To." And uh, Wes, when I heard this, uh, you know, it, it reminded me just from a tonality point of view of uh, Angel from Montgomery. Oh uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's like some really cool like subtle xylophone like some hammering acoustic guitar and, you know, these hushed vocals are are, are are back here along with the, you know, some shimmering light on the bass cymbals, I suppose. Yeah, that's yeah, a great track. track, too. Yeah. 
Yeah, I covered, I covered that one uh, with our guitar player Brian Washel. We used to do that one sometimes too. Yeah, he would do the more intricate guitar parts. I mean, Ben does everything himself, but we would split that up between the two of us. <laughs> nice. Are, are there any lyrics that stand out for you in any of these uh, these tracks so far? Uh, putting me on the spot. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> They're all so good. That's. I think that's one of the one of the reasons I was like really drawn to to Ben Harper as an artist. Yeah. Um, he kind of like studied at the same trinity of like what I really love, like Bob Marley, Bob Dylan, and you know Jimi Hendrix in there. And he's got these lyrics that are like, I mean, they seem simple, but like try and write some lyrics <laughs> that simple that hold up. So I was just like kind of blown away um, by the songwriting. There's there's something in here, um, at least, that the, the lyric goes, when you mean it and when you pretend, or was I just your habit? Because I know a habit is a hard thing to break. Yeah. That's yeah, devastating. And devastating. Like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, uh, after Please Me Like You Want To, we have a song called Gold To Me. And... Uh, you know, there's a lot of warm neck on the bass from Juan Nelson. There's a, an appearance of some toy piano, I think, along oh, with yeah. drums, bass, and electric And um, you know, it's uh, it's real funky. Like I, I I could see you know an artist like Prince giving him a tip of the cap on this one. Yeah, yeah, it's the bass line. I think Juan yeah. Nelson's bass lines are insanely funky. Okay, after Gold to Me, we have oh, it's a classic. It's uh, it connects with the math anthem for sure. It's anthem. <laughs> I remember uh, back in 2003 hearing this song performed live at Bonnaroo, and I'm sure if you go on, you know, places like YouTube, you could catch it. But uh, yeah, you know, it's it's called Burn One Down. Yeah, yeah uh, Bonnaroo. I'm sure like as soon as it came on, that there was an odor that <laughs> yeah, just the air fragrance. It was it was haunting. Yeah. Um great song in the middle of the afternoon um it was just it was just been up there with uh the percussionist and yeah everybody was really into it it's um it's um, yeah yeah it's got some legs it does <laughs> it certainly does have some legs yeah. if you don't if you don't like my fire then don't come around such a simple again but like it's an anthem writing a song like that is not easy to do and that kind of like acoustic guitar riff, like it's very Marley-esque as well. Yes, it's uh, paying tribute. <laughs> paying tribute, no, no question. After "Burn One Down," uh, we've got another phenomenal tracker. It's um, it's just as um, hmm, it's pretty. You know, it's a pretty, it's a sudden turn of seriousness that following "Burn One Down." And the song is called uh, "Excuse Me, Mister," and uh, it reminds me a lot of beatnik poetry. In some respects, yeah, yeah, and uh, kind of and kind of like the protest vibe of, of the protest vibe of Bob Marley as well. Yeah, it's a it's a controlled vocal, uh, really low in the mix. I think uh, personally, Red Hot Chili Peppers' uh, "Californication" really takes a cue from a song like this. Yeah, it's um, yeah, and they do that they do that one live, and they've done it a couple different ways, and you know, rocked it up a little bit more, and then segued from that into like a concrete jungle Marley cover. Oh. Nice. Yeah. 
So like they really reggae it up even more. They kind of oh, speed it up. Yeah. That's a very choice. But another like great tune, kind of like at the end where the they do like the Oz. I mean, it's just yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite crazy powerful. <laughs> to a to a sixteen year old kid when I heard when I you know these songs when it lifts at the end like that like oh these guys are bringing it. <laughs> yeah. After, um, excuse me, after, excuse me, Mr., we we have a track called When the People Lead. And uh, in terms of its syncopated nature, it, uh, you know, it struck me after listening to this again, um, you know, there's a really, uh, I, I hear, you know, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young's song, uh, Don't You, kind of oh, in the yeah. Vu era. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just that, that sort of syncopated nature of that one reminded me of When the People Lead, another fantastic track. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just like all stuff back to back too are kind of like building. <laughs> yeah. Are there are there any lyrics that you really dig on when the people lead? Uh, you know, I should have pulled the lyrics up in front of me here. <laughs> I, sh- I didn't have my um, I didn't find my original copy of this that uh-huh. my neighbor gave me. But when I went and looked in like a our giant CD book, I found a copy of the CD. Because when I first met Liz, my wife, <laughs> I told her, I was like, this is a, this is a, like a good intro to Ben Harper. And so she had that CD. So this is, I actually went back and listened to her copy. Okay. So she went out and got the CD because like, I'm like, no, this is what you need to learn about Ben Harper. This one is definitely a crash course. Yeah. I mean, this, these lyrics are like this. I mean, this could be a Bob Marley song. There are some lyrics on here, you know, when, when the people lead the leaders, they will have to follow in all their lives and their alibis they will have to swallow. I mean, if that doesn't capture your attention, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I really don't know what could. Yeah, it's like searing. Yeah. And it's you that has the authority for the one who is right is the majority. Yeah. When the people lead, people take the lead. Children, you've got to take your lead or you shall be led astray. It's not often you get like profound lyrics like that, you know, pop rock music. And by the way, when this this album came out, he was like 25 maybe, 25, 26 years old. Mm-hmm. So he so, had lived a little bit of life. I mean, he was, wasn't he the guitarist for Taj Mahal before he decided to pursue a solo career? Yeah. I, th- I mean, I think he was like, he was back in Taj Mahal, but he must've been like, 20, 20, 21 years old when he was uh, when he was yeah. playing with Taj Mahal, right? So yeah, that's a pretty good um, mentor to have if you can if you can swing it. <laughs> yeah, right. So we're talking to Wes Tucker here on Cover to Cover with Matt Tarka specifically about Fight for Your Mind, a record by Ben Harper, and uh, that leads us right here directly into title track Fight for Your Mind vocals. Of this track really follow the groove of the bass. Um, yeah. What's the bass you? is like the driving, yeah. the driving lick of this song too. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a little bit of an intro, uh, introduction to, it sounds like a, some sort of a grand piano in the break with really bright drum tones, and djembe percussion. Um, very cool song. Yeah, there's like, um, I don't know what it is in the background, like like a, Jingle bells or something too, <laughs> like it, like the yeah, yeah. <laughs> just through the whole thing. Like, what is that? But it's like yeah. it just gives it this vibe. 
after Fight for Your Mind, we have, you know, another really powerful song. I mean, the imagery just really kind of, oh, it, it, it really grabs you by the neck here. And it's called Give a Man a Home. You know, it, it, if that doesn't empower you to help the homeless, <laughs> it's another one of these another one of these tracks where it just really, it really wants you to be accountable for your surroundings. Yeah. Yeah, he's just basically asking the question, have you ever, is basically this is the refrain throughout the, uh, could happen to you. <laughs> it could happen to, to to someone down on the luck. Yeah. Yeah, and this is, uh, yeah. so like, overall the album, this is where it kind of, uh, it slows back down. Like, it's kind of building up to Fight for Your Mind and the last, and it kind of eases out the last, four or five tracks the song is yeah it's gorgeous like the arrangement's gorgeous the delivery's great after give a man a home we have a track called by my side what do you think about by my side it's one of it's one of my favorites and it's the organ and who plays the organ on it oh i'll tell you in a second but the but organ it's just like i mean it sounds like a bob marley and the whalers song i don't know i mentioned bob marley a lot but like that Organ tone is just so good. <laughs> I think his name's Irvin Pope. I'm sure he's I'm sure he's awesome. <laughs> Someone right. I should know. I wonder if he played some organ on um you know a later record. Well, by later I mean early 2000s. Diamonds on the inside. Oh, probably yeah. Maybe, maybe he was maybe he's one of uh, Ben Harper's go-to session guys. Probably an LA guy. Yeah. After By My Side, we have a track that clocks in at a, just a mere six minutes and two seconds, and it's called Power of the Gospel. And there's about a three-minute orchestral passage that's kind of woven in with Ben's guitar. What um, likes you about this song, Wes? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I love this song. Um, hearing it for the first time, at 16, I'm still, like, at home and still, like, going to church and, and you know, and grew up going to church, and this song was, uh, yeah, it's like, uh, it's <laughs> it's powerful. It's the power of the gospel. Yeah. Um, the phrasing in it uh, and the tone of it, uh, uh, it conveys just like how inescapable some truths of the gospel are. <laughs> to yeah. me, that's what it meant to me when I, when I listened to it over and over again in my bedroom at 16. Absolutely. Some of Ben's uh, vocal intonations, uh, I don't know, I, I recalled, um, are you familiar with Ava Cassidy's Wade in the Water? Uh, probably heard it, not, think, not immediately familiar. I think it's based, I, I think, you know, when she was inspired to write that song, she was, you know, she, she may have been thinking about some, some older spiritual songs. And, uh, oh, know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just, some of the intonations, in the original, it just reminded me of Ben Harper's approach on this. Another amazing, amazing song. And he's just, he's authentic with every word he sings. Yeah, and he's got, I mean, I think he's got a lot of influences, like deep roots and, and the blues and, and folk music, like old blues music, old gospel music. Um, mm-hmm. Just growing up around, you know, his grandparents had a folk music museum, basically. Yeah. So like, to have a, I mean, all that kind of is incorporated in his influences. Right. After uh, Power of the Gospel, we have 
from from a um, you know segging point of view, sequencing of tracks, this song yeah. really makes perfect sense. And it's called God Fearing Man, and this song's epic. It's yeah. almost twelve minutes long. I forgot about. I, I listened to the album again. I forgot that this song goes on and on, and it's it rocks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it starts out as kind of like another like you know a ballad, and then just like turns into this like, this drumming rock at the end. It's really good. I was wondering if uh, if you heard any sitar on this particular track. I was listening to it with headphones, and in the right channel, it almost sounded like. Ben's Weiserborn slide guitar was kind of intermingling with guitar at many points during the real sort of chaotic sessions, yeah. you know, within the last four or five minutes of the tune. It was really just, it was it was aggressive and, you know, it can't escape the word beautiful with so many of these songs. Yeah, it could be sitar or it might be like another Weiserborn that he's just like letting vibrate, like with oh. the slide loosely on it. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, I've seen him live, so I see like how they get these sounds <laughs> just like beats the hell out of that Weisenborn to get all kind of like crazy noises out of it. Right. Or, or it might be a sitar. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? But it's uh, it, <laughs> some gorgeous sounds nonetheless. After God fearing man, we have, excuse me, one road to freedom. And, uh, you know, I mentioned Nick Drake a little bit earlier. This kind of reminds me of a different era of Nick Drake, a record called Five Leaves Left. There's a song on there called Time Has Told Me. And it's just, I wonder if that was a, a liftoff point in some way. He was, you know, exposed to that particular song. It's powerful yet, um, you know, real fragile of expression of confidence. Right, right. Yeah, the vocal delivery in that song is, is like unreal. It kind of like shows his range. He's singing real high and real delicate, but also powerfully. Yeah, it's a great track. I have lived the best of times. I've suffered the worst. Do you know which road you're traveling? Do you know where you want to be? With so many roads to travel, there's just one. There's just one that can set you free. It's just one road, one road to freedom. It's powerful stuff. Yeah, um, it's, like a, it's pretty profound lyrics from from a yeah. young dude. Yeah, I, I don't think I was quite this mature in my thinking, you know, in my mid-20s. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think I was either. But I was, you know, at 16 or 17, I was a serious kid or thought I was a serious kid, you know. It, re- yeah. it really resonated with me, the whole the whole record. This feels like a good time to uh, talk about uh, something I want to, I like to bring up on every episode, and that is the concept of cover art. Um, we're living in this crazy, chaotic world, Um Everything's moving incredibly fast, but artwork, you know, it's always there and uh, it's always supporting um, new releases, if you will. When you look at this album cover, Fight for Your Mind, what, um, what, you know, what kinds of imagery jump at you? Well, to describe it to our viewers if they don't have it in front of them, <laughs> our, that, our that listeners. Would be, <laughs> that would be, yeah, that would be helpful. <laughs> yeah, it's Ben's face, you know, singing his heart out <laughs> yeah. with the strain aggression with fire at the bottom. Um, and then, you know, the album, the album title kind of spelled out sparsely like with the letters all over the place. Yeah. It's, it's arresting. It's an arresting uh, visual and, uh, you know, to find it in the record store or find it when, uh, my neighbor gave it to him like, Oh, Oh, this guy means it. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, is it, 
is it true that in, you know, some parts of the cover art, uh, he's featuring some military roundels or symbols from different African nations? Yeah, I didn't know where they were for a long time, but they're on the they're on the back of the album. They're like little um they're like military insignia. They're circles. Like the concentric circles, like a couple of them have stars in them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're just like they look cool. <laughs> and there's one for, for each track on the album. Nice. And uh I, I yeah, I just did some research. They're African military roundels, um, for like different countries in Africa. I guess they're militaries. I'm not sure what exactly they're used for, but they're kind of like flags. Yeah. And those are, you know, in his merch shop later, they'll, you know, you started seeing those like on the back of people's cars. Uh, you know, they're stickers um, at his concerts or whatever. So mm-hmm. they made for good, uh, good Ben Harper branding too. When you recently went back to revisit um, Fight for Your Mind, did it immediately transport you back into the mid-90s when you were listening to just different styles of music that was, did it just bring you right back to, you know, listening to him, you know, as a supporting act for Pearl Jam for the first time being just completely knocked out? Like, what was your experience like when you came back to Fight for Your Mind? Yeah, I think sonically it it, it hit me because I, you know, I hadn't listened to this record in a long time, um, but it was such a huge part of, my life when I was that when I was that age, I can remember getting the CDs and, and I have a CD player in my car, so I had to make tapes of the CDs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then put the tapes in my car, and they just stayed in the tape player. You know, everywhere I went. Of course, it's like just in a drive, so it's the soundtrack to everywhere you go. <laughs> then I had the CDs in my house for when I got out of the car. So yeah, it was definitely it was a soundtrack to yeah to a couple years there for sure. Yeah. And then, of course, that it always come back up because I, after I told everyone in high school I could about Ben Harper, then you go to college and you're like, this is this is the guy, and then you have to play everything for them, you know. So yeah, I just heard this record nonstop. So when I visited, it did it totally took me back. It's like the last the last four or five songs on the record where it kind of like it slows down a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's, I can remember like just listening to that, like just. And like falling asleep too. <laughs> <laughs> so so that's like it's that it's it's in the back of your subconscious. Like how many times you've heard these songs. Wes Tucker, it has been such a pleasure chatting with you today. Thanks so much for taking some time to be on the program and uh, uh, revisit Ben Harper's "Fight for Your Mind" for us. Like I said, share your experiences. So thanks again. Yeah, my pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. Yeah. My thanks to Wes Tucker for taking some time to stop by today. For all of you listeners out there, thank you very much. And please remember to hit that subscribe button on that device in which you listen to your favorite podcasts, whether it's Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, or TuneIn. Take a moment to tell your friends and family about our show. Let us know how much you like the show by giving us a good rating. It'll certainly help us appear higher in search results. And feel free to drop us a line at hello at covertocoverconversations.com. Intro and outro music of our podcast is produced by Jarrett Nicolay at Mixtape Studios in Northern Virginia. And we hope you discovered some new music, perhaps rekindled your love for an old forgotten song, and shared a good moment with us as we continue to sonically explore a world from cover to cover. <laughs>